Welcome to the Sermon B-Side Podcast, a podcast of Liberty Church in the Harrisburg region of Central Pennsylvania. Sermon B-Side is designed to be a resource to answer your questions and to go deeper into the conversation started by each week's sermon. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Liberty Church B-Side Podcast. My name is Steve King, and alongside me is Matt Loyan. Matt, welcome to the broadcast. Thanks, Steve. And... And do you want to do our introduction of our special guest? Today? I was going to do that until you just cut me off. <laughs> we should start over. Hi, everyone. This is Steve. No, I'm good. Um, hey, joining us on the broadcast today is Elder Mike Schuff. Mike, welcome to the Liberty yes. Church B Side Podcast. Have you Thank been on you. the podcast? You've been on the podcast me. before. Mike has. You have, yeah. yeah. How many times is this for you? Just, this is, this is the second. This is the second yeah, time. I'm on a roll. Welcome back. Welcome back. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Steve is clearly off in his chemistry today. We're auditioning for Steve's replacement right <laughs> now. <laughs> Wait, is that what's happening? Is this happening live? Okay. No, uh, Mike, you did a great job preaching for us today. That's we, we wanted Mike. We wanted you to join us to be to be yeah. part of this since uh, since. Actually, just a few minutes ago, we got done with our second worship service. Yeah, that's true. Hey, that's that's actually helpful to share. You're right. We're recording this right now. Sunday afternoon. On Sunday afternoon. So yeah. normally recording on yeah. uh, Monday, late late on Monday morning. Right. Uh, but because of some scheduling differences this week, some conflicts, yeah. the three of us are gathered here on Sunday afternoon. So this is warm bread out of out of the oven of heaven now. There you go. That's it's right. It's like hot out of the oven. <laughs> this is the, this is the the best it's going to be. Cold by Monday afternoon. That's right. We don't do that. It's not getting stale. It's no. fresh. I mean, we just told the kids they could not have the bread after the service, we did. but we're going to give it to the adults or whoever yeah, listens right. to this we're podcast. Spirit. We did. Can have the bread. I'm Spirit not going to check my email for the next <laughs> 72 hours to hear all the complaints about where's no, the bread. Steve, you know what was awesome? And if anyone that listens to this is not part of our church, you can just kind of ignore our little <laughs> internal banter here. But in bet- like at the end of the first service, after Steve had given his announcement about kids not running and all that, Miles showed up somewhere, came in the back door. <laughs> bolted up the one side of the church, ran into that little nook, couldn't get through the other door, backtracked, came bolting back down the left side and back out to where the bathrooms are. I was like, Miles did that like on cue just to spite Steve. Please tell me there's another kid named Miles in our church. His last name is not King. Okay. It was, I was in the back. I was serving communion. We were getting ready with our, you know, gear back there. And, um, it was a good chuckle for the communion servers first service. I mean, the, yeah, true. The, we're not eating, we're not allowing kids to eat bread anymore. That's kind of like, we could cut that off, right? There's going to need to be an adjustment to that. Kids might be upset about that, but we can like, that's a, that's a pretty like black and white. We're stopping something. Sure. The ask to just like, hey, this help our walk. kids not to run. I'm like, this is welcome to. What does walk mean? I mean, no <laughs> running. Yeah, I say no running on Sundays probably 217 times. It's a uh, yeah. I mean, it's it's byproduct of it's a byproduct of having a lot of kids, kids. which we're blessed to have. Yeah, but also. We have an intergenerational church, and the, the kids are going to like... They, Did you, like, look they, over at Mike while you said it that? Has, you kinda, like, <laughs> you just, like, it, ha, it has happened before that the running kids have caused yes. stumbles and trips. Yes. One yeah. fall that I can remember. Of adults, wow. not just of, of themselves. An, of, an adult. right, of adults. And it's like, man, we gotta we got to be careful about the blind corners in this in this place. We have a few of them. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Well, Sorry. okay. So, right the, well, all that to say, we're recording this on Sunday afternoon... If you submit a question between now and the normal time of our receiving them on Monday morning, we will probably we just will not get it sure. in time for this broadcast. Obviously, we if it's get... a really good question, we'll maybe go back yeah, to it next come, week. Come back. Next okay. Week. All right. There you go. So that's the challenge. The challenge is come up with a really good question that we actually hold on to for a week. Yep. Okay. That's pretty good. Uh, we do have one question that came in. We'll get to that in a little bit. So one person who emailed yep. us right after the service, um, they were on it. 
Uh, Mike, you preached today Philippians yeah. chapter 1, verses 12 through 18. That's right. Um, maybe, can you just give us the snapshot summary uh, for anyone who's listening to this podcast? They, maybe they heard the sermon. They probably did. Maybe they didn't, but they're getting ready for Bible study or they're just uh, listening to this for their own spiritual enrichment yeah, and development. Glad to. A little yeah. summary. All right. Well, I just felt like the way Paul opened up his letter. He, was, he really had a passion for this Philippian church. I mean, it goes without saying when you read chapter 1. And he opens up verse 12 <clears throat> saying he really wanted them to understand some things and how, what he was really going through <laughs> and how God was working. So I just expanded on having a passion for the church yeah, and letting that ruminate with us that to think about the church and, and the love that God has for the church and the bride of Christ and our part in it. And how that motivates us, you know, to be involved in the Lord's work and not just, like we used to say, sit, soak, and sour. I mean, sometimes... That, that was your just sitting in the pew kind of comment. Yeah. That, that was the, yeah. I didn't want to say that because it's too offensive. Okay. Okay. You didn't but want to say sit, soak, and sour? Some, yeah. So yeah. We can we can just come. We have people that just come. They mm, sit. They it, soak yeah, it no. in. Yep. And yeah, then okay. they get, over time, they get sour. Hmm. Yeah. And they're vaccinated with dill pickle juice. You can't figure out why they're not happy because they're not serving Jesus. You know? There's <laughs> a whole lot that you just <laughs> There's said. There's a whole there. lot right there. There's a whole lot in that sentence. I didn't mean to say all that, but it's all in here. It's, just, it's all in here. It just right. comes out in different ways. So to have a passion for the church is the first P in the alliteration there. Yes. Oh, I noticed. You didn't you didn't uh you didn't clue us into the P's, but but follow, those it, it of us following up. along carefully we found yes. the P's in there. It was like little Easter eggs planted yeah, yeah, yeah. in the sermon. I, right. I loved it. You had to be I paying attention. It. I was Matt, there. Matt will be able to sleep tonight. I was there. Knowing <laughs> that there was alliteration You have to be sermon. alert. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So the second thing is then, you know, having a love for the church, a passion for the church, and then making the gospel a priority in all of our life. Like hmm. wherever we go, you know, the Lord is with us. You know, Paul was there in prison because of his testimony and Christ was in him. And everywhere he went, he was a leaking seed basket. I mean, he, he hmm. oozed Christ, you know, and, and these guards recognize that. And like I tried to, I tried to, you know, mention there that, you know, they knew he was different. Yeah. And people ought to know we're different out there. I mean, this is the way we act, the way we respond to things at work, the way we talk to our children, everything, mm -hmm. the way we love our wives, the way we show them respect, you know, when we're out in public. Or whatever, all those things, and so, you know, to make the gospel, which really is the death to self. You know, I die to self. I die daily. Paul mm -hmm. said in another in another uh, book, I die daily, and uh, you know that means we're putting Christ first. We're dying to self, letting Christ live in us, mm -hmm. and that ought to be a priority in all of our life if <laughs> we're going to see the gospel advance. <laughs> so people say, well, what's different about him? You know, he doesn't. You know, get involved in these negative conversations. He doesn't cuss and swear. You know, he's different. He's not perfect, but he's different. Mm -hmm. And what makes that difference? And you want people to ask you, you know, you're different. You know, you don't join in all this negative stuff. So have a priority. And then the third thing was just be confident that God is his purposes. Be confident in his purposes. Mm -hmm. That's the other P. Uh, that he's working his purposes out. And we are where God wants us to be. I mean, we make decisions. Hopefully, we pray about decisions where we go and who we're with. But we got to realize that God's working his plan out in our life and our circumstances. And sometimes he puts us 
exactly, he puts us where he wants us to be, and that is our mission station. And we sometimes we complain, you know, I wish if I had a better neighborhood or if I just, you know, had a better job or... But God has us where he has us for that time. He allows us to make decisions, but he's still with us. And he wants us to trust his plan and the providence of God. And uh, you know, I experienced that you know, growing up through, coming up through as a Christian. I used to complain about my job terribly. Hmm. And uh, I was a young Christian, and I would just complain about just working in that warehouse and, you know, what, God, why do you have me here, you know? Mm-hmm. But it ended up, and I shared this a little bit on the other podcast, you know, I would read my Bible at work and read Christian books, and eventually people would come up to me and ask me questions, and I had opportunities to share the gospel. Hmm. And um, hmm. so God has us there, and I had to repent. I had to repent of that negative attitude. That's a whole other story, which is too long for here. But anyway, to trust God's plan and providence, trusting that wherever God puts us, is our mission station. <clears throat> and then the, the fourth thing is we need to really participate personally in sharing the gospel. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, take those opportunities that God puts in front of us, be aware, and actually uh, get it on our lips and actually share Christ with people. Mm-hmm. Initiate those conversations that may lead to redemptive relationships. Yeah. And um, I just talked to one of our people uh, here that uh, work with Young Life. Mm. And he said, you know, that statement, people don't really know how much you know. They don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And he said they use that in Young Life as part of their training. Yeah. And they really have to care about these students. Mm. They can't just come up and land blast them with the Bible. and They care about them. They get to know them, their struggles. Mm -hmm. They're young people and they're, they're having a tough time figuring out who they are and what what they're supposed to do in life. And mm-hmm. and so they, he was familiar with that. He said, that's so true. And you just got to care about people. So uh, participate. Yeah. Um, share the gospel. Uh, learn how to, learn how to share the gospel practically. Keep mm-hmm. it simple. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that was with the main, main points there. And then sharing about how this church and our people participate through their gifts and prayers, you know, to a, ministry like Redeemer, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Scott totally. and Angela, you know, and what's going on over there. That's so powerful to me. Scott said yeah. that to me before he knew I was preaching this. Yeah. He had just made the slide and he thought we could use it somehow. And sure enough, I said, well, I'm going to use that. That's great. I hope you didn't mind me. No, not at a all. slide like that, but it was just so powerful to see that. Yeah. What's yeah. happened over there? That, that was, was really encouraging. Ten years ago, that was just a dream. Yep. You know, and uh, Scott, was, by the grace of God, was just able to get on staff there and they had the same vision to plant churches Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. they just built a team and you know god's been yeah multiplying their seed yeah i'm I'm glad you brought i'm glad you showed the slide and and brought the message of the slide um in the sermon early in your sermon you asked kind of a, a little bit of the rhetorical question that then was answered throughout the sermon which is like do we love the church, uh-huh. the church meaning Christ Church globally, right. yeah. And then the second question: Do we do you love my church? Like, do we love my church? And, and so, what, and what we're trying to do, yeah, and what we're trying to do, and and your slide of Redeemer, I think, is a. It's always good f- for all of us to remember that we're both part of a local body. This is like part of our prayers of the people each mm-hmm. week, but we're part of our local body that is also part of a global body 
yeah. um, going yes. out and working. And we can become, um, not not always because we want to be, but just like you come laser focused on where you yeah. are. You put your blinders exactly. on. Sure. And so you kind of forget that. It's inward and inward. Yeah, sure. And you don't, you're not looking around and going, yeah, wait, the work we're doing is impacting people across the globe. Yeah. Or, oh, there's that church over there. And you kind of forget that we're all part of the same church. Like we're, we are actually all part of Christ's church. Exactly. Yeah. And so that's a, that's a good part of the message that you delivered today. I appreciated that. Yeah, yeah. thank you. Yeah. Should we dive into this question that yes, we got? Yes, let's to, do that. Just so, since someone was so uh, on point to get it to us early. I think that's yeah, so, and this is... This is a question that came to us after, you know, kind of based on really the end of the verses you covered today. Um, so really thinking about verses 15 through 18, um, where it says, Some indeed preach Christ from envy and rivalry, but others from goodwill. The latter do it out of love, those that are doing it out of goodwill, knowing that I'm put here for the defense of the gospel. The former, so those that preach out of envy and rivalry, uh, the former proclaim Christ out of selfish ambition, not sincerely thinking, not sincerely but thinking to afflict me in my imprisonment. Imprisonment. Mm. So the question came in was, what might or does it mean to preach out of envy or selfish ambition? It is difficult for me to understand how preaching Christ could be simultaneously the vehicle for self-promotion. Uh, could you tease that out a little bit? Mm. So that is the question that came to us. Mm. Yeah. What are well, your thoughts, Steve? <clears throat> I will. I will give it. I will give my thought. Wow! Uh, send it right back at me. Okay. So here's my here's my kind of like gut response to that question is, um, thank you, questioner, for yeah. your very optimistic view of the internal life of pastors. Mm, sure. <laughs> There's an assumption I think in this that, and maybe even a couple words that maybe are assumed in this that aren't actually stated in the question, like. It's difficult for me to understand how preaching Christ could be simultaneously a vehicle for self promotion. I would. I'm, a, I'm, I'm picking up an assumption under that of genuine preaching yeah, of Christ. Right. Like people, mm -hmm. like the motive is, um, well, I don't know. I, I guess I don't want to assume too much. But it does seem like there's there's a, um, a lot of charity being extended to people who preach and proclaim the gospel to be doing that for pure motives mm -hmm. in this. Mm -hmm. um, I think, um, and Mike, you know, and Steve, feel free to speak into this as well. But it is actually not difficult to to use the platform you're given in proclaiming the gospel and getting affirmation in that. When you do get affirmation in that, to um, to to start to recognize, wow, I maybe I have some gifts and skill here. I can I'm I'm being used by God in an effective way. And very quickly, the line between like Christ exaltation mm, and self promotion yeah. gets crossed, and mm -hmm. honestly, realistically, it gets crossed right. back and forth all the time yeah. in our hearts right. yeah. in any given moment. Like you, you know, I've, <clears throat> I've heard um, a pastor tell a story about preaching a funeral, his own brother's funeral, and in the middle of this, the, the the sermon in this brother's funeral, you know, think of that context, mm. like like having this clear thought in his mind, like, man, I'm killing it right now. I am killing mm, the sermon. Sure. I'm just like nailing it. Right. Mm. And I'm, you know, and I, and you can like, if you've never preached or, or been involved in that and maybe behind the curtain, you're like, what a horrible person. And I'm like, no, I get it. Like I, sure. Yeah. My heart yeah. could go there so easily if you feel like in the moment you're being used mm -hmm. that like, mm -hmm. am I actually honoring Christ in this or am I, mm -hmm. am I wanting people to see how good I'm doing in yeah. this? Right. Um, right. is a really easy one. So that's maybe my gut response there maybe i'm not answering the specific question of what envy or selfish ambition looks like in that but mm -hmm. um i know I, I agree with a lot of what you said there okay. and um 
you know, I think my, my initial reaction to the question was this seems like it is both the hardest thing to imagine happening and also the easiest thing to imagine huh. happening, huh. Um, that this, that this would be possible. I, you know, I'm, I'm reading, I've read over it a number of times since receiving the question. I'd have to go back. I don't often go back to like the original language. I probably should do that. It's like, there's a, there's a difference here, maybe in <laughs> preaching Christ, proclaiming Christ, and then also defending the gospel. Um, and I, and I wonder if even, even if we were to assess or if I were to assess myself where I can also experience this, like, Hey, I'm doing a really good job right now in in demonstrating, explaining my faith or winning people over, delivering a message. Um, there's, there's a difference between proclaiming Christ, but then as a, also like putting all of my worth and value and justification to Christ and tying it to him. And yeah. so this is not an episode to name names. But we see a lot of people in our culture that proclaim Christ. Mm-hmm. But when we go like, what is the actual gospel they're proclaiming or defending? It is not the gospel that we see in scripture. Sure. And so I think I think it actually could be really easy to proclaim Christ, the supernatural holy son of God who came to save people, performed miracles, was a great example morally for us to all follow do all of this like really, really well and then still miss out on the like, yep, but wait, at the end, what does it all mean for you or for me as a sinner? Mm -hmm. What do we do about that? And then defend the gospel. Mm -hmm. It's like, I think I I see that around us in culture everywhere. Sure. Um, So proclaiming Christ and defending the gospel, I think are two different things. Now, I don't know if the questioner means it that that, I'm just, I'm kind of parsing out right now. We're recording this 20 minutes after receiving the question, right? Um, They're not, they're not supposed to be separate things. No, they're not supposed no. to be, but I think they I think they easily can be. Yeah. I think you're right. Yeah, and I think you even see that in Paul's ministry elsewhere. He's talking about it here um specifically to the church in Philippi, talking about people who are man, the 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 real malice in the motives there is that people are um how is it phrased there that they're actually like wanting to harm oh, him man. in his affliction. Like yeah. they're wanting to right. they're wanting to basically put salt in the wound or they're yeah. wanting to press on the wound well, that's already the, there. Make the end of Paul. Yeah. They were tired of Paul. Yeah. Being, you know, in the driver's seat of this Christian movement, as it were. Yeah. And they're like, they're glad that he's now in prison. That's why I said some of them maybe secretly were pleased that he was in prison. Yeah. Yeah. And the malice of that is, um, yeah. that's maybe hard to stomach how that could go with any kind of genuine proclamation right. of the gospel. Yeah. Um, but, gosh, you know, I think where where my mind goes with it and maybe a place to um, to flesh this out with your Bible study groups this week is... To say, well, well, what's your actual perspective of other churches, mm-hmm. other tribes, other denominations? Mm-hmm. Um, where do we get frustrated, sad, mm-hmm. um, discouraged about the gospel not being defended accurately? And we actually think there's a false gospel being being taught. Um, in which case, then we, we maybe at some point, maybe not in a, in a venue like this, but would need to... To name names in a sense to say like, hey, we we actually for the sake of defending the gospel need would, would call you to not yeah. adhere mm-hmm. to what you're hearing from that person. Um, and mm-hmm. also then on the other side though, if we if we tend to draw things really narrowly and say, you know, it's got to be this leader, this group, this tribe that has to be the one to proclaim the gospel or it's worthless. Right. I think that's really damaging damaging. in another direction. And I think that happens right now in our cultural moment too. Mm -hmm. Um, There's, there's groups that are all too ready to name lots of names Mm. that, um, that they would consider everyone that's not kind of in their little team on their little tribe to be either apostate or on the road to, to, to it uh, on the slippery slope as it were. 
And um, I think it's amazing to me that Paul, even hearing that someone or someone's preaching Jesus to like wound him, can go like, you know what? You can't hurt me because you're proclaiming Jesus, and actually, I would. I'm actually grateful that Jesus is being named. Yeah, and I'm already dead in Christ. Yeah, you can't hurt me. You can't. Yeah. Like, what are you going to do to me now? Like, I'm. Yeah. You know, I've been crucified with Christ. I no longer live. That's Paul in Galatians, right? So it's. Yeah. Um, I love that perspective. He wasn't competing with them. Yeah, he wasn't. He wasn't competition. Mm. He and he also thought that even if people were doing it for improper motives. If they're actually talking about the name of Jesus, if they're actually opening up, I mean, I think we would say it this way, we're opening up scriptures to, to read that there's actually a way that, that Christ is being named and exalted there. We should, we should at least have an ability to say what Paul said here, yeah. even in spite of the other differences <clears throat> and disagreements we would have mm-hmm. that aren't insignificant all the time. But if someone's proclaiming the name of Jesus, opening the scriptures to be read, there's a chance that people are actually genuinely coming to faith in Christ right. in that environment. And you and say, in that I rejoice. In that I rejoice. In that I rejoice. Not all of it, but I am. Yep. Yeah. yeah. That's good. It's mm-hmm. good. Mike, as, as, uh, as Bible studies would be listening to this or preparing for gathering this week, um, if you were to sit with any Bible study and give them one or two questions... Um, there's questions that are in the Bible study guides, of course, but like, you know, top of mind for you after preaching, mm-hmm. if you were to ask or po- pose one or two questions to them to focus on in their time together, what would be one or two questions you would ask them? Well, my, <clears throat> when you ask that question, I think the first thing that comes to mind is, um, are we really working, are we really working at being prepared um, to participate in the Lord's work, hmm. um, or do, or are we uh, <clears throat> frozen um, in that whole area? And hmm. just uh, oh, can we are we taking steps of faith to grow in this area of participating mm-hmm. in advancing the gospel in wherever God has us? You know, are we taking steps of faith, or are we operating in some kind of fear? Huh. Some something's blocking us yeah. from participating in that. Like I'm not worthy. I don't know enough about the Bible, and on and on it mm-hmm. goes. Um, and you know, is God challenging you to take steps of faith in that area mm-hmm. and be more aware? Pray for people in your mission station, wherever mm-hmm. God, which is wherever God has you. Mm-hmm. Make it make them a matter of prayer and let God's you know make you more aware of their needs and how you can care for people around you mm-hmm. and then look for opportunities where you can share Christ with them. You know, I think that would be a question, you know, where are you at in that whole thing of preparing yourself to participate? Yeah. Yeah. There are, um, that's really good, Mike. I think that's a, there's a great, it's just reminding me of another resource in the Bible study guide in the back where we've got the rhythms of grace listed out and some questions to go with each of them. And you're, I mean, of course, talking about mm-hmm. the advance of the gospel, the rhythm of grace of mission is mm-hmm. so, is so intimately tied with, mm-hmm. with that. It is. Yeah. So I think even if you're, if you're needing some specific questions to get your group kind of thinking about their preparation in that, what mm-hmm. the pursuit of like relational connections for the sake of sharing the gospel, mm-hmm. um, you know, people knowing how much you care so that they can mm-hmm. care how much you know. What practical steps yeah. can you take? Yep. There's some, there's three or four, there's three or four questions related to mission Mm -hmm. 
in the back of those Philippians Bible study guides that you can pull out this That's week good. would be a great uh, additional kind of resource to the to the questions for this week's text, um, and and maybe unpack that more. True. Yeah. The, the the final three pages of the of the guide. Okay. Have that. Yeah. So just turn right, turn right to the end. Okay. Yep. That's true. That's good, Mike. I love your question too. Maybe if I can jump in and just the you talked about you know love for the church, local and, and universal. Um, you also under your third point about the purposes of God is my is my uh, heart held captive by Jesus, mm-hmm. and the idea of Paul was was of course in captivity, Roman guard, mm-hmm. but even more he was under cap he was he was bound mm-hmm. to Christ he mm-hmm. was he was under he was mm-hmm. captivated by Jesus. I love that imagery even, <clears throat> and I think that's tied to mission in the sense of um, God is always at work around us. Paul was always attentive to where is that in mm-hmm. spite of the circumstances or through them. Mm-hmm. And that idea of like looking to, to looking for it, looking That's for those good. ways that God's around us. But, but to do that, to have the right eyes, to see that our own hearts being captivated by Christ. So yeah. I think that's a, my mind went to that question as well. I was like, that'd be a great one to talk to with my Bible study. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's good. Been reading a book by, uh, on discipleship by Bonhoeffer. Mm. Maybe you've read it. Costly discipleship, mm-hmm. and he talks in there about cheap grace yeah. and costly grace. Yeah, and uh, it costs us something hmm. to serve the Lord. It, it takes dying to self, you know, and that whole yeah. thing that we've just been talking about. And sometimes we don't, you know, and God calls us to that immediately when we get saved, although we don't see it a lot of times. Mm-hmm. Um, we tend to err on the side of cheap grace, and uh, mm-hmm. so yeah, there's that aspect of it too. Um, but the other thing, I think a question was, um, where, where can I put the gospel in my personal life? Um, where can I make it a priority? Mm-hmm. Um, that would be a good question mm-hmm. to tease out in our, mm-hmm. in our Bible studies mm-hmm. and do a little self-examining and maybe some honest sharing about that. Yeah. You know, in, with my children, with my wife. <clears throat> Mm-hmm. You know, over the years, <clears throat> I did a lot of sitting down with couples about marriage, either premarital or uh, extramarital. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, one of the biggest things is this whole thing of the gospel in our <clears throat> marriages. And it's, it's the death to self thing. It's, mm-hmm. huh. it's, it's uh, you know, Ephesians 5, uh, loving your wife like Christ loved the church and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So... Um, yeah, where can I make the gospel a priority in just in my personal life? Yeah. Be a good question to tease out, you know. Yeah, yeah. And we want our kids to know the gospel. Uh, how do we demonstrate that practically yeah. in our life? I had lunch with a with a uh, a young man this week, and uh, you know we get get together periodically. We were talking about uh, getting married and so forth, and uh, being a spiritual leader. <laughs> And um, and his comment to me was, you know, I don't know what that looks like. Mm-hmm. And if he's listening to this, he'll know exactly what he says, being t- totally transparent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so we, you know, we talked about that some, and it really boils down to, you know, loving the gospel, and being being Christ-like. Yeah. In mm-hmm. your marriage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And being a leader with the scriptures and with church attendance and with service and sort of leading your wife. Mm-hmm. And. Um, yeah, that kind of thing. So that would be something to think about in our Bible studies. 
Yeah, and thinking about where where that's happening and also the where it's, if, where it's not happening, right? That might be a mm-hmm. thing about groups that I've been in over the years, just knowing how how we operate in this community sometimes, like that silence of where's it happening? And it's mm-hmm. like we share that, but it's like where's it not is is oftentimes a harder sure. question to answer. It sure is for all of us. Yeah. It's good. Well, Mike, thank you for for preaching today. Yeah. Uh, for leading us in, in the study of God's word. Absolutely. Grateful for you. Um Matt, you're back up next week. Is that true? Yeah, we'll press on. <coughs> oh, <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> In Philippians, I, I, this podcast sponsored by. <laughs> I have to. I'm contractually obligated to say press, press on. Is that what it is? Press on is the name of our sermon that. series for anyone who just does not care for our humor. Okay. <laughs> it's some kind of nail company where the press on nails. Is that what it is? Like, okay. They are sponsored. Press on. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. So we're gonna do the next part of Philippians one. 19 through 26, I think press it is, on. to live as Christ, to die as gain. It's a great text. Excited to be in it next and week. press on to what? This week was gospel advance. Yeah. Next week is press on in life or death. In oh, life or death. Okay. That's what I want. That's where we're going. Okay. Yep. Press so looking forward, looking forward to that. It's good. It's a good one. Yeah. All right. Well. Um, may God be honored and may he change our lives. Amen That's to that. Good. Yeah. That's Thank good. you all for for joining, listening. Uh, hopefully this is a good resource you've just prepared for Bible studies mm-hmm. this week. Enjoy the day, enjoy the week, and we will look forward to seeing you next Sunday. Bye, everyone. Take care. All right. Bye now. Take care. Thank you for listening to the Sermon B-Side podcast. For more resources, information about our church, visit www.LibertyHarrisburg.org. That's Liberty with an I, Harrisburg.org.